The Tennis Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast are presented by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast. And it is currently early Sunday morning, April 9th, and I'm your host, as always, Scott Rochelle, once again going solo for this pod. And it should be a fun one because we have two ATP finals to talk about, one taking place in Marrakech and one taking place in Estoril, both of them taking place roughly seven hours from now, as time recording is 3 a.m. Eastern time. So Marrakech is taking place at 10 a.m. between Moore and Baina, and you have the 10.30 match in Estoril between Rude and Kekmanovic, so those two should be fun. But I do want to briefly discuss Houston. I know that we ended up skipping Houston coverage for yesterday's episode because we were basically boycotting the tournament indirectly until they actually played some real matches because they kept getting rained out. They played some real matches and then some. A lot of players had to double up as you ended up having several players, if not all of them, play two matches yesterday in the span of about 12 hours. So fatigue could be an issue moving on to the semis. So keep an eye on that. Also, I don't see many lines available on the Houston matches because of the fatigue that I mentioned. But it's a weird schedule because you have the semis and the final on to the same day. So you're going to have Tiafo against Brower at around 2 p.m. Then you're going to have Echeverry and Hoffman at around 2.30 on different courts, obviously. And then whenever those two matches end, the winners will meet up in on center court and they'll immediately have the final. So they're trying to finish the schedule on time uh, because, of course, you have Monte Carlo coming up next week, which we will break down, obviously. But the point is, Houston, with all of the matches that these guys have had to play in the span of the last day. I'm going to stay away from actual breakdowns because I'm not sure how these players are going to handle playing that much tennis, tennis without much time off. So we're going to stay away from it, but we do have the outrights that we gave out before the tournament started. So hopefully those end up cashing, but are we hopefully one of those end up cashing because we have a very, very good chance of cashing one. And we have a couple long shots in there, which might end up giving us a very nice payday. But we also have an outright in a storal as we have Rude to win the tournament. And right now he is a pretty hefty favor to win it. So hopefully he gets the job done. But uh, I do want to recap how we did on the last episode before getting into the actual two matches for the show. Should be a short episode, as you can figure out. But to go through our picks yesterday, ended up doing decently. We lost the lock, but we did win the dog. So starting off with the lock, ended up losing with Casper Ruud's win in straight sets against Hallis at minus 125. It looked good early as Ruud went up a break immediately in the first set, won the first set 6-4, then immediately went down a break in the second set and ended up losing the second set 6-3, and then won the final set in a deciding tiebreaker 7-2. So Ruud ended up getting the job done to stay alive. But he let us down. Hallis made some adjustments, served and volleyed more, and Rude stands so far back on the court that Hallis took advantage. Plus, Rude did take a medical timeout for his neck. So I'm not sure if that was a serious concern because he did not get broken in the entire third set after the medical timeout. But Rude was battling some type of neck issue, and he overcame it. So just keep that in mind, maybe, if the neck's going to bother him on Sunday. But he looked very sharp, but not, uh, at least as the match progressed, unfortunately not sharp enough because he couldn't hold the serve in the second set, and then he got back on track and did look sharp, but unfortunately, the little drop-off in quality ended up costing us, so picked up the loss there. But on the bright side, did win the dog, as we had Evans and Baina over two and a half sets at plus 140, and that was pretty straightforward. 
Evans won the first set. Then Baina did what he always does, which is come back and make a match of it. And then he ended up winning in three. So ended up making 0.4 units on the show. So definitely a nice overall episode. And hopefully we end up winning another. Uh, hopefully we have another profitable episode here. And hopefully we end up sweeping the board this time around, unlike yesterday's show. Uh, but anyway, time to get into the actual matches. So starting off with the match taking place in Marrakech between Moore and Baina, two guys that I'm sure most people didn't expect to have in the final. Now, Baina, I mentioned I thought about taking as an outright, but unfortunately, I did get scared off by Cressy in the first round because of the speed of the clay, and I thought that Cressy would serve well. Turns out I was my own worst enemy on that one because Baina is now favored to win the tournament because he is favored in this match at minus 130, give or take. And you have Moore on the other side at plus 110. As for the game spread, you have minus one for Baina at minus 112. Plus one for Moore is minus 108. And for the over-under, you have 21 and a half games. Over is minus 116. Under is minus 104. You have alternative games at 22 and a half at even money on the over, and the under is minus 130. If you want to take three sets, you can get three sets at plus 135. So to briefly talk about the history of the head-to-head between these two players, you do have a matchup on clay. However, it was a long time ago. They played in the French Open in 2019, and Baina demolished them, ended up winning 6-4, 6-4, 6-2. But it was roughly four years ago, so I'm not sure how much stock you can put into it. But I will briefly go through the runs that each player's had in this event. So starting off with Moore, he has played pretty well. Beat Gasquet in straight sets, beat Pizarro in straight sets, beat Musetti in three, and Musetti was the pre-tournament favorite, and beat Kotov at a competitive match there, 7-6-7-5. I remember we leaned to the over in games on that match, and that also got there, but nice job by Moore. And as for Baina, he's had a more difficult run, but he has faced off against better all-around consistent competition. You can argue Musetti is the highest quality win, but we know Musetti is a very streaky player, and he's been in a pretty serious downswing for the last couple of months. So that win might not be as impressive as you might think it is just based on name alone. But to look at Baina's resume here, ended up beating Cressy. Then he beat Kuz, uh, Kuzmanov in uh, two games because Kuzmanov got injured, so we'll skip that. Beat Greekspor, who was one of the favorites as well in three and beat Evans in three. So yes, even though Moore has looked good, he really has not played many players that have a ton of talent, or at least a ton of seriously impressive showings, uh, because you're looking at Gasquet. Don't get me wrong, good player, veteran, I get it, but he's definitely not the player he used to be, and he struggled early on, especially with the serve. Pizarro was a bit of a surprise to make it even into that match, but Pizarro is currently ranked in the 100s, and Moore ended up beating him. So don't get me wrong, pretty good win there, I guess. But Pizarro is mostly a challenger-level player, so I'm not going to overreact to Moore winning that one in the straight sets. And he did end up having a bit of a surprising win there against Karatsev. Karatsev's also a head case, so Pizarro making it wasn't a total shock, but Moore was a minus 175 favorite in that match, so I wasn't totally surprised that Moore ended up getting by him. But to go through the rest of his path, uh, ended up facing off against Musetti, like I mentioned before. Good win, but we know Musetti once again is a head case, and we saw the full Musetti arsenal there in that match as he looked awful in the first set, unbelievable in the second set, and then bad again in the third set. So Musetti ended up losing, and then he faced off against Kotov, who's a relative unknown, who was having his own Cinderella run, and Moore was minus 190 
or so in that match. So Moore was a favorite in a lot of these matches because he faced off against pretty weak competition. Baina has not. Baina's had a couple of decent overall players on his path. And I mentioned Evans, who is a pretty steady top 50 guy who we know can make some runs every now and then at a Grand Slam. When I say a run, I mean like to the third or fourth round, but we know that he's a top 50 caliber player. Greek Spore also, solid player. I think he's pretty much a top 50 guy in the world. And Cressy, who's also basically a top 50 guy. Now, Cressy isn't a great clay player. Good serve, though, so you can toss that one out. But Greek Spore, still very solid. Evan's still solid. I think that Baina's faced off against the better competition, just from top to bottom in this event. And as a result, I do think he might have an edge in this matchup. But you do have to wonder about fatigue. Baina has gone to three sets in each of his three completed matches so far in this event. So I think it's obvious I'm going to lean to the over two and a half sets here at plus 135 based on Baina's tendency to go three in this event. However, I do think Baina is worthy of being the favorite, but I do think he should be favored by a bit more. I'm not sure how good Moore actually is, because once again, he's had a pretty weak path, and Kotov making a semi was a gift for him. And Moore ended up winning, but it was competitive, as that ended up going to two competitive sets, 7-6, seven, 7-5. Seven, so I think that Baina simply puts the better player, and I do think that he has more overall pedigree on clay at the ATP level. So give me Baina to win the match, potentially in three, but I will go with Baina money line at minus 130. Now moving on to the uh, second match I want to talk about, uh, which is going to be in a storal between Kekmanovic and Rude. I mentioned before we have Rude to win the tournament as an outright, so we can hedge if we want to. Now, Rude is minus 220 to win the match. Kekmanovic is plus 190. As for the game spread, Kekmanovic plus 3.5 games is minus 117. Rude minus 3.5 games is minus 103. If you want to take the over-under, you can get 21.5 games at minus 125 on the over. Under is minus 105. You can also get the 22.5 games for an alt-line. Over is plus 105. Under is minus 125, and you can also get Kekmanovic to win a set at minus 145. Rude to win in straight sets at minus 115. And if you want three sets, you can get that at plus 150. So starting off with Rude, I mentioned yesterday that he struggled a bit with his fitness as he was battling a neck injury, but he ended up dealing with it and he didn't get broken in the final set after coping with it. Now to mention the other matches he had. I mentioned it briefly in yesterday's podcast. We'll do it again. Ended up destroying Baez in straight sets, including a 6-0 in the second set. And he struggled a bit against Jao Souza in his first round match, but won the final two sets 6-2, 6-2. Meanwhile, Kekmanovic has been on the absolute warpath in this event. Beat Nardi in straight sets. Beat uh, Rodionov 6-0, 6-1. Then beat Zapata Mariah 7-5, 6-2. And ended up beating Kechinato 6-3-6-1 yesterday. So Kekmanovic has not dropped a single set in the entire event, and he also has not even gone to a tiebreaker in any set in this tournament. So he's been in great form. Rude has been a little bit iffy with his fitness and his overall form this year, but Rude, of course, does have the higher upside. We know that Rude is one of the best clay court players when he's on. However, the question is, based on recent form, do I think that Rude should be this big of a favorite? I think the answer is no. I think that he should be favored slightly, but probably close to 140 in my opinion. I really think this is going to be a, a good match for Kekmanovic because of how dominant he's looked 
on this particular court. And I do think as a result, he's very alive to win this match. And I look at the actual head-to-head between these two players. You have a couple of head-to-head matches to go through. So starting off with the next-gen ma- uh, finals in Milan in 2019, uh, Kekmanovic won that one in straight sets, but that was on hard court. They faced off in hard court in 2019 as well. And Rude ended up retiring after one set. And they faced off on clay in 2019, and Rude dominated in Rome, winning 6-2-6-1. So another case where we have a couple of head-to-head matches from roughly four years ago, so toss them right in the garbage. I think based on the current form of the players and with Rude's neck, I'm going with Kekmanovic. I think that there's a lot of value on him in this match. I think Rude being this big of a favorite is solely based on reputation. I know Hallis was playing well in the event, but Rude really looked vulnerable on a couple of occasions. And I do think that with Hallis's desire to serve and volley more, I think Kekmanovic can do that if he wants to. And I do think that he's good enough to really give Root some problems. So for me, I think this line is absurd. I think Root should be once again closer to 140-150. And as a result, I think Kekmanovic's money line should be closer to around 125-130. So as far as I'm concerned, they're giving you 60 cents of value, and I'm going to take it. I think that he's alive to win the match. I think Root is going to be... Is going to have his moments, obviously, but based on his form and with the injury timeouts that he took yesterday, and once again, Kekmanovic, who has not dropped a single set in the event, you can get a plus 190. I think it's a bargain. So I'm going to go with the games plus three and a half for Kekmanovic as my safe play there. I'll go with the dog on the money line at plus 190. And I think he's got a shot to win in straight sets. Who knows? But I do think you'll end up seeing Root struggle at various portions in this match either physically or just based on consistency. And I think Kekmanovic takes advantage of it. So that's going to wrap it up for the very short breakdowns of the finals in Marrakic and in Astoral. But before we get into the lock and dog picks, going to have a quick word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Shady Ray. Shady Ray is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pairs that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Ray also offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses, right? Every pair is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after purchase. And on top of that, they have a great deal for you right now, exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of Polaroid sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200 thousand people. We're also brought to you by Unrug Fantasy. Unrug Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Unrug Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're also doing best ball drafts already for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to UnrugFantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for an 100% deposit bonus up to $100. It's UnrugFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the finals in Estoril and in Marrakech. Now it's time to get into the actual picks for the show in the lock and dog segment. So starting off with the lock, I have a couple options here, but I am going to go with my instincts, and I am going to go with Baina on the money line at minus 130 against Moore. I thought about the games. Baina has been struggling a bit in losing 
of blowout sets before coming back and winning the match. So I think it is possible for Moore to win a ma- to win a set comfortably, and then Baina wins a couple close sets and wins the match. But simply put, I think Baina's the better player. They did play on clay four years ago in the French Open, and Baina won straight sets. I'm not going to factor that in, but I do think Baina is the much better player. And Moore has been getting better lately, but he has had a very easy path to the actual final did beat Musetti, so the, that is the, that is definitely a thing, but he's been favored in every other match. And the fact that Moore, who's ranked in the hundreds, was favored in every other match that he played in this event tells you just how weak his overall draw was. And as a result, I do think that Baina, who's faced off against better competition so far in this event, facing off against Evans and facing off against Greek Spore and facing off against Cressy, I do think that will prepare him well for this match. And Moore beating Gasquet, Pizarro, and Kotov, I do think is a little bit underwhelming. Gasquet's a fine one, I guess, but once again, Gasquet's well past his prime. Pizarro, though, he was a favorite against, and Kotov, he was a favorite against. I think Baina gets it done here. I think it'll be competitive, but I do think that Baina finds a way to get the job done. So give me Baina money line at minus 130 as my lock. And for my dog, I'm going to go to Astoral. And I am going to do it. I'm going to bite the bullet and take Kekmanovic uh, on the money line at plus 190 against Rude. It's a value play. This price is totally absurd. I think at the end of the day, Rude has a pretty good chance to win, obviously. But 220's nuts. He has not dropped a set in this event, Kekmanovic. And now he's getting 190. And Rude struggled and had a war yesterday against Hallis, which finished in a third set tiebreaker. Simply put, I think that Rude is going to get himself into a bit of trouble here. Kekmanovic has done well somewhat in head-to-head. But once again, those matches are dated. So I'm not sure how much stock he can put into it. But I know that based on the form that Rude has been in this year and the form that he was in yesterday with the neck issues, he should not be laying 220. And with Kekmanovic not dropping a set and not even going to a breaker in this event yet, getting 190 is absurd. For pure value alone, I'm going to have to take it, and I'm going to have to hope that he pulls off the upset. It's also a bit of a hedge because we do have Rue to win the event, so you can set up an automatic profit situation there and see how that goes. But if you do think Rude's going to win the match, then you can take the three and a half games, which I am tempted by two. But I really think Kekmanovic has a shot to win this based on how sharp he's looked in this event. And you're looking at the opponents that both players have faced so far. And Rude has had a somewhat difficult path as he faced off against Baez and Hallis, who's been in good form. But you're looking at Kekmanovic and who he's faced. And he's also had a decent amount of competition. Now, he faced off against Nardi and Rodionov. You can write those off, I guess, because most of the listeners on the show probably never heard of either guy. He beats Apata Marias, who was in very good form, beat him in straight sets, and Cacinato is having a great tournament, beating Fakina and beating Fagnini and beating, I mean, Schwartzman doesn't really count at this point. You could argue Fagnini doesn't either, but Cacinato is a good clay court player, and Kekmanovic demolished him. So I do think that there has been some talented players on clay in Kekmanovic's path, and he's been able to get through with ease. So give me the underdog here, in a storal, give me Kekmanovic money line as my dog. So once again, the lock for the show is going to be on Baina money line at minus 130, and my dog will be Kekmanovic money line at plus 190. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Tennis Gambling Podcast. I'll back once again next week for Monte Carlo, obviously, and we will be going through the future episode next time around, and then we'll get into the actual matches later on in the week. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.